the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. And welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KA, hour number two in your Monday evening. 547-1610 is our number. We're putting that on hold for a few minutes. Rob Francis said Dawson with you. Very pleased to welcome to the program candidate for U.S. Senate, Pasco's Tiffany Smiley. Good afternoon to you, Tiffany. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me back. Pleasure to have you on. So earlier today, of course, a couple of weeks ago, you made it official that you were planning on challenging Patty Murray running for U.S. Senate. Earlier today, the incumbent made it official that she is planning on running for re-election. It's interesting because there was a poll that was done last week showing that the support or popularity of the running on 30-year incumbent isn't where it has been in the past. Talk to us a little bit about uh, about that poll and what do you think it states, specifically when many of these people were interviewed on the west side of the state? Yes, you know we were we were excited to see those numbers, but I wasn't you know I wasn't super surprised by them because. I've been living here in Washington State. Well, I was born and raised here, moved back here after military service for the last eight years. And for the last eight years, I've been on the ground talking and, and every day now since we've launched our campaign, meeting and talking with people across the state. And I can tell you that the people I'm talking with are very frustrated. And I'm also talking to a lot of independents. And so the poll was, you know, 57 percent of independents from um, the other side of the state are ready for her to leave. And so, you know, independents like unifiers. They like people who can work across the aisle. They like people who have the greater good and interest of, of Washingtonians in mind when they go to Washington, D.C. So I think it's very clear um, that Patty Murray has uh, her, her the tread on her tennis shoes has run out and people are ready for something different because, you know, her policies clearly have affected us horribly over the last two years. So it's just gotten worse and worse. And I think people are at a point now where they realize that they have to choose something different. Um, You know, we're really helpless without good elected officials to represent us, not just represent us, but lead us in this state. One of the things that I thought that was interesting out of the poll was the percentage of independence and independence, Mm -hmm. especially in Washington state. Now, independence have become the voting block that you need to have in order to win a race. So tell me a little bit about the message to independence and where do you think um, where do you think the dissatisfaction with independence is with yes. Senator Mary? Yes, I'm, the independence I'm talking to, you know, they say that they're tired of the partisan politics. And that's what's really playing out. You know, Patty Murray runs on dividing. And they have expressed to me that they're absolutely sick and tired of that. They're ready for a leader who can work with people uh, to get the job done. And so I think that's where independents are sitting right now. And I look forward to earning all of their votes. I've already, you know, come a long way with independents in just a short amount of time that we, since we've announced I'm talking to independents every day. 
Um, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a leader who will have their best interest in mind. And it's clear that, you know, maybe Patty Murray originally ran with that, right? Maybe her intentions, her intentions were good when she went in, but it's very, very clear that she's playing divisive partisan politics and she actually has forgotten about the people of Washington state. And I think that's what else the independents are seeing is you have to earn people's votes. And so, you know, over the last couple of years, where have you been, Patty Murray? Why are you not here? Why are you not talking to us? You know, when our kids were struggling over this last year, you were holed up in Washington, D.C. You you didn't address us here. You didn't stand up and lead and stand up for our children. So I think that's where the independents are falling. You know, they're like, you have to earn the independent vote. And she has failed to do that over the last few years. We're talking with Pasco's Tiffany Smiley, who is a candidate for U.S. Senate in 2022, running against the incumbent, Patty Murray. You mentioned schools, and uh, certainly we have seen some things doing about face in that regard. Uh, We've even heard the president of one of the teachers' unions come back and say, well, kids should be back in school at this point in time. We're starting to see a little bit of that turnaround on the heels of things turning around as far as masking and so on and so forth and things like that. What do you see as being one of the biggest points of contention left in the COVID debate, especially as we see some states that have performed very well with taking off the reins and other states like Washington that's been relatively hesitant to do so. Right. I think it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Sad that we didn't have true leaders here in Washington state to stand up for our children because that's who's been impacted and not just academic. This this last year has impacted our children's mental well-being. Um, at a time when, you know, they needed the stability the most. And the statistics are actually absolutely heartbreaking. FAIR came out with a study that has shown, you know, over the past year, there's been a 90% increase in self-harm among teenagers, 95% increase in drug overdose claims. So if we want to follow the science, let's follow the science and let's get our kids back in school. Let's do it safely. Let's in the, And, you know, I also... Let's fund the children and not the system. And I think we're coming to a point where it is very clear that we need leaders for our children going into the future. And we need, you know, and the Biden administration also said they can't look into a crystal ball and know, you know, if they can open schools up fully in the fall. And I'm saying I can look into my children's eyes and I'll tell you right now, our kids need to be in school. They need to be learning. They need to be socializing. Um, and it's absolutely unacceptable what our politicians have done to our children over this last year. And there are many, I'm sure, that would agree with you on that front, particularly in this community. Um, we know that the response has been inconsistent in Washington State. We know things that are changing at the national level. Um, for others that are trying to get a handle on the economic impacts of this. Many small business owners have been impacted. Uh, Certainly parents impacted with additional costs due to kids not being in schools. Where are some of the things, and of course we have people that discuss the role of government in all this. Where do you think that the government should be involved in certain situations with, with, with this particular pandemic? And where do you think government should be leaving it up to individuals to make choices or leaving it up to local governments to make decisions for their people? 
Well, I think it's clear after this last year is we need to be leaving it up to the local communities and governments because they know their people the best, right? And they can implement change so much faster than a large bureaucratic system that does blanket uh, approaches um, that often harms uh, businesses, harms individuals, you know, going into the future. And so, you know, you look at the economic impact and Sure. You know, I agree. People were deeply affected by this pandemic. People lost their jobs and needed help. And so maybe while, you know, even the unemployment assistance was beneficial, I think we need people who are leaders who can who are visionaries, who can understand that that policy is not going to work over time. Um, because now we're in a situation where people are actually being paid to not work. So, you know, initially maybe a good thing. Right. But then we didn't have um, leaders who had the foresight to see how that would affect our business owners and small businesses across the state. You know, I'm, I'm talking to small business owners every single day and they said, you know, we're trying to open up, but how do you open up when you cannot even hire people for these jobs? Um, so it, you know, it, it's clear that the people often know how to figure out the problems better and the less government will always be more beneficial here in America. We need to we need to make sure that we are making it easy to start a business here and that people are able to flourish and grow and expand. We should not be making it harder. You know, I go back. I, I truly, truly believe we need an empowered people, not an empowered government. It reminds me of, you know, Ronald Reagan. He said, you know, government is not the solution. The government is the problem. And I think we've seen that over this last year. We're talking with Tiffany Smiley, Pasco native, who is running for U.S. Senate in 2022 against the incumbent Patty Murray. Certainly a lot of things regarding the Senate um, in the news right now, debating a couple of bills, talking about getting rid of the filibuster. But there are a couple of things as well coming up that affect the Supreme Court. And, of course, there's been discussion about opening up the uh, amount of judges on the Supreme Court, but a couple of bills, a couple of things, I should say, rulings from the Supreme Court, uh, or one ruling in one case they're taking up. One ruling uh, was against a warrantless seizure of firearms, and the Supreme Court ruled, I believe it was nine to nothing on. Oh, and, yeah, I just read that. Yes, yes. and they're going to take up a bill from Mississippi that deals with banning abortions after 15 weeks. Talk to us a little bit about your uh, your stance on the Second Amendment, where you believe uh, the lines get crossed with legislature, with lawmakers, with courts when it comes to the Second Amendment, and also talk to us a little bit about what you think this potential case could mean, this abortion case from Mississippi. Could it be a challenging of Roe versus Wade, and how do you think that could that should play out? Um, yes. So the Second Amendment, you know, I, I think the Supreme Court showed loud and clear that you are not, you know, that you're not going to come in our homes and, and take our guns. That is not going to happen. Um, and look, I'm a wife of a, a military infantry officer. So, yes, we have guns. Um, we live in Washington State, one of the best states to hunt and, you know, recreation, all the great things you can do outdoors here in Washington State. So we teach our boys gun safety. They've been through the courses. They know, you know, how to handle a gun safely. They're locked up. Um, we need to make sure that we keep guns out of criminals' hands. And uh, we need to protect the rights of law-abiding citizens to keep our guns, the right to bear arms. Um, you know, and on the, the abortion case, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with the exact case that you're talking about. But, look, I... 
I worked as a triage nurse uh, at an OBGYN clinic, a very busy clinic in Spokane, Washington. And so I come from a perspective where I've seen, you know, the women coming in in, you know, very scary situations often. They don't know what to do. Um, some are on drugs. I've, you know, worked with a, a gal who had drank, you know, a fifth of vodka and was coming in and and uh, pregnant and scared and uh 13-year-old, 14-year-old, you know, and so, and, and homeless women coming in. And so from that perspective, I see the pain and the struggle. And I want to make sure that we are honoring women in this country, that women that choose to keep their child, that it's not a ticket to poverty or it's not a, a, a ticket to a lack of education, that they're empowered, that they're honored for choosing life. I believe in that. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, my values are based off of truth, hope, and life. So I like to say, number one, first, I want, I, I'm pro-woman. And then secondly, yes, I am 100% pro-life and protecting the dignity of life. And, you know, our country is a sad place that I think we find ourselves in and on a lot of levels. And so, you know, it's time that we had leaders representing the people and leaders who, who stood for truth, hope, and life in this country. We're talking with Tiffany Smiley, Pasco native, who is running for U.S. Senate against Patty Murray next year. Uh, Tiffany, for anybody who is interested in more information on you, more information on your campaign, how they may be able to get involved if they choose to do so, uh, what's some information that we can put out there for people that want to know more about you? Yes, please come join us. We have people reaching out every single day um, to join our campaign. So I always say we will win, but it will take all of us. So come join us, smileyforwashington.com, and that is all spelled out, smileyforwashington.com. You can get plugged in, get on our email list, um, get on our volunteer list. We are out every single day meeting people um, all over this great state. So we want to hear from you. We want your voice. We you know, this is a, a collective team effort. This is a movement that we are creating across Washington State. So come and join us. We would love to have you. Tiffany Smiley, candidate for U.S. Senate in 2022 against Patty Murray. Appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Best of luck and look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You take a quick time out here on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA, Pasco native Tiffany Smiley announcing... Her candidacy a couple weeks ago to run against the incumbent Patty Berry. The incumbent announced earlier today that she will run for re-election. It'll be an interesting race for sure. Back with more of the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA after this. Hook up with the Bottom Line on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. News Radio 610, KONA 547-1610 is the number. If you would like to get involved, going right to the phones. Thanks for your patience. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's HVAC, everybody. We all know what's coming. Inslee's an idiot. HVAC for governor. And then the only other thing I want to say is uh, the last guest, the one that's running for senator or senate, I thought she was spot on, man. I couldn't have asked for her to say anything to get me to vote for her more. There was, I mean, I don't know. She seemed to be right on, putting her finger right on the issues that our big pulse, big issue, I think, down, especially down in here. And uh, I just, yeah, she seems like that's the ticket. And, yeah, Patty Murray should go away. She got away a while ago. But I thought she was 
right on the money, man. And, yeah, I thank you guys so much for putting her out there and, and getting everybody a, a, an early glimpse of her. And then that was awesome, guys. I think she's I think she's the ticket. So thanks, guys. Again, Inslee's an idiot. HVAC for governor. Appreciate the call, 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. So it will be a very interesting race, to say the least, um, for Senate next year. Uh, Patty Murray hasn't had a viable challenger in who do we even know who ran against her 12 years ago no i because mm. you see last one was chris vance and that was just that was just a mess. yeah 12 years ago would have been 2010 i don't remember who ran against her in 2000 i don't think that was the one where rossi got in i think it was before that that rossi got in right i think so yeah i think it was 2004 that Rossi got in. Let me take a look real quick and see. Uh, I'm, I'm getting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I don't recall who it was. Was it? I don't think it was Tim. But um, she's, she's, Chris Vance wasn't even a challenger. That yeah. Was, that was, Chris Vance was 2016. Uh, 2010 was Dino Rossi. Oh, it was Dino Rossi yeah. in 2010. Okay. Yeah. And uh, before that... It was one George Nethercutt, who had That's right. who had beaten Tom Foley for the uh, congressional seat of the uh, the fifth congressional district. After Foley had been, uh, well, he'd, he'd been one of the high ranking individuals. That's for sure. Um, She's also, uh, Patty Murray's also dispatched Linda Smith. Don't recall who that is. And her first victory, uh, she defeated Rod Chandler. Um, and that was actually just by eight percentage points. That was well before my time. That was 1992. That was when she ran as the mom in tennis shoes. Yes, fresh off of her legislative, state legislative career. Yes. So, um, you know, to... To be honest, uh, she's the the Dino Rossi victory was only by five uh, percent. Uh, the rest of them have been fairly easy victories for her. So, um, boy, Dino Rossi, I, I swear we, we talk about him all the time, but um, he barely lost. Well, he he barely won, and then barely lost the gubernatorial race. And then he was only five percentage points away from becoming a U.S. senator. I mean, he's been, as far as statewide major office, he's been the best Republican candidate coming close to victory a couple of times. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Well, you know what? We're going to have to hold. We're coming up on a commercial break. And uh, if we can uh, if we can have you hold during the commercial break, and then we'll get to uh, this call and other calls and... Uh, even your emails, too, if you'd like to uh, email us by going to the website 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Give us.
us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance is waiting to hear from you regarding your current insurance policies. Do you think you could do better somewhere else? Well, American Family Insurance thinks you might be able to. Contact Jason, find out if they can provide more coverage for the same amount of money, or they could give you a little bit less, maybe even better coverage as well. Plus, with Mike Kreidler's emergency rule, how will it impact you and your rates Set up a meeting with Jason through his website, jasonhogue.com. Thank you for your patience. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Sandy in Kenwick. What's up, Sandy? So I hadn't listened very long when I heard this. Patty Murray's in, uh, mother in tennis shoes, however you want to say it. The answer is she is no longer that. She is a career politician at this point in time. She no longer represents any mom that's out here walking the streets, which I did for 20 years carrying mail. I walked the streets. I've done the streets. I've seen everything. I've witnessed a lot. And my answer is she no longer represents me. She is in there for the dollar and that's all she is. And she needs out. Thanks for the call, Sandy. Appreciate it. Five four seven one six ten. if you would like to get involved. So I'm going to throw this out there. Well, we're going to get to our email from Mike in Kennewick. Patty Murray is a 30-year swamp creature who is a perfect example why term limits are needed. Her ad today made me sick. Tiffany Smiley's announcement ad was a breath of fresh air. Murray touts her accomplishments for our state, which is a bunch of bull. She is a D.C. Democrat who does everything their leadership tells them to do, and she will never speak out against any of them. She has no brain of her own. She is a lapdog liberal who supports Sleepy Joe. I look at her on national broadcast, standing behind Schumer with a scowl on her face and waiting for him to throw her a bone. She talks about lacing up her tennis shoes and going to work. She needs to lace up her 30-year-old tennis shoes and go sit in a retirement chair. Thanks, guys. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Roy. I'm from Richland. What's on your mind? Hey, so I just wanted to add what the last uh, gal just said. I'm a veteran, and... Patty Murray at one time was a great advocate for the VA in Walla Walla. I don't think she uh, really represents that anymore, and I believe that it's time for her as well to leave. And I think that this gal, Disney from Pasco, is going to be a breath of fresh air as she stated. That's all I've got to say. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Thanks for weighing in. And thank you for your service. And thank you for your service. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, so I want to flip gears a little bit, Ed. Uh, Flip away. Flip, 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 flip. Um, So I was watching TV over the weekend, watching a commercial, and and something hit me. And I know it probably shouldn't have taken this long to hit me, but it hit me. When was the last time you ordered pizza for delivery? Oh, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So while we're talking about this, I am going to go to... The website of the chain that we are going to discuss. Okay. And I, I'm going to just pull up what certain costs are. Okay. Okay. Um, because over the years, I mean, it used to be back in point back in time when you ordered pizza, you got pizza, and then you you paid a tip, and and that was it, right? Yeah. Right. So now, if you look at your um. You look at your bill, you see all kinds of fees that are on there. 
There's yes. a delivery fee. There's a service fee. Um, you know, there's all kinds of all kinds of stuff in there. And so when you when you check out the order, and I'm actually doing this right now. We're talking about, and the reason why I bring it up is there's a Domino's Pizza commercial. Oh, okay, okay, because it was you know the big deal they announced they were going to bring back the Noid. Yeah, that's right. Avoid um, the Noid. Avoid the Noid and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, right now I'm just going through going through the options here, so I can go through checkout and actually read off what will uh, what what the chart. Okay, so what what are you uh, ordering? The delivery charge is three sixty eight. Delivery charge is three sixty eight. Okay. Delivery charge is three sixty eight on this order. No, uh, hand tossed extravaganza is the first thing I clicked on. Oh, okay. All right. So three sixty eight is the delivery charge. Plus you got yes. your taxes. Right. right. And then you're expected there's an expectation to tip the driver. Well, these delivery charges came in a couple years ago. Yeah. All right. I think a lot of people thought it that was the tip. Right. So now it's almost four bucks. So what you're seeing now in the Domino's commercial is something that Amazon has tried with multiple degrees of success. Driverless delivery. Ah. And that's where the Noid came into play. The, the Noid was going to get in the way of driverless delivery. So driverless delivery. Okay. Driverless delivery. So you think about that. So is that no no, hold on. Now is that uh-huh. is that a driverless vehicle or yes. is or is that like a drone it is a driverless vehicle okay it is a driverless vehicle like amazon has tried using those those little kind of smaller ones except this is a it looks like a small to slightly medium size where it shows up at your house it opens up you grab your pizza and it goes okay uh, i just want to make the distinction yeah. between a vehicle on the roadways versus it's a not a drone. drone it's not a flying thing okay. it's, 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 okay. it's a driving vehicle with, right. a, with a gps without a driver okay, okay. Um, interesting yeah and they are using this in certain markets right now, test driving driverless delivery. Now, I can remember when I was in high school and I worked part-time at a pizza place, we had like four delivery drivers. Yeah. Okay. How many delivery drivers do you think they have now in the age of the 1369 state minimum and $15 Seattle minimum wage? How many delivery drivers do you think they have? I have no idea. Probably less than four. You think so? Oh, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though demand yeah, has gone through the roof? Yeah, I think, I think, I think there's less Think about all more. the people that order pizza during the pandemic. Well, I understand that. But I don't think you've got four and five delivery people. Now, if I'm okay. wrong, please, someone give me a call and let me know. All right. But I've walked into places to carry out. Um, and I haven't seen a whole ton of delivery people. In fact, I've seen usually one person that works there will go out and run a delivery and then come back. So... What do you think driverless delivery is setting up for? Oh, I'm going to guess a few layoffs. Could be. Could be. Now, let's do the math. $3.68 delivery charge mm-hmm. will stay in effect. Well, oh, undoubtedly. Okay. Stay in effect. But that $3.68 increase is even more when you're saving $13.69 or $15, whatever that whatever that wage happens to be that you're paying the delivery driver, that you're no longer going to need. So the increase to the company is significant. Now, if you think pizza is the only thing that may go in this direction, you may very well be wrong. Because as you've already seen, all you had to do is go, go into one of the McDonald's around here and see the number of cash registers they've cut down. Yeah. 
you, and you self-ordering yourself, right? kiosks. Exactly. Yeah. So you have cut staff in that regard. You have cut manpower. You have cut people. You will see it in this aspect. You will see it in other delivery services where delivery drivers may longer no longer be needed based on the success of these driverless delivery systems. It could now you can't use it for example, you can't replace UPS, you can't replace FedEx because somebody has to be able to lift the packages, carry the packages, move the packages. You can't have a large box delivered. I don't think you can have a UPS truck that's driverless delivery. Just a thought. That might be a a decade or so that, down you know, the road. Some of the boxes that I've had delivered to my house, yeah. that would that would take a heck of a drone to to move that. Box. It, it, exactly. So you know, we're not we're not getting to that point. But when you're talking about pizza delivery, is it something that McDonald's would even get into? Oh, I don't doubt it. Is it? So, I mean, so these are the things that as we continue to talk about and we hear these pushes that come from the left about making sure workers get paid and making sure workers get paid. Workers should get paid. Yes. They absolutely should get paid. But you have to be careful how much you pay for what because you could wind up pricing them out of a job mm-hmm. instead of getting them an additional benefit. You mean like $15 an hour? Well, you know, when you're charging, when you're, when you're given thirteen sixty nine an hour and you still can't get the order right, it tends to raise a question as to why... You know, it's not supposed to be. Many of these jobs are not supposed to be careers, right? It, you're not supposed. It's not supposed to be a career to ask someone to supersize. If you're going to manage a crew of people, that is a career choice and a career decision. But entry level jobs, for a while now, have been taken over by people who are not necessarily entry level. Because of the salaries, because employers look at this and go, if I'm going to pay somebody thirteen fifty, thirteen sixty an hour, I'm going to want somebody who is not seventeen, not right. someone who is eighteen. I'm going to want someone who could be reliable. If I hire two of these people at a higher rate, I can afford to bypass kids, and therefore kids that are looking and need the exposure, that need to have accountability, responsibility, and learn these things at an early age by getting into the workforce, don't have that ability anymore. That ability has been cut down dramatically. There are a lot of places that won't hire you if you're under 18 now simply because of the cost involved. Well, we've said on a number of occasions, and usually with this particular topic of a higher minimum wage, undoubtedly, and without question, the most expensive or, or the biggest expense a business has of any size, shape, or type is employees. And that usually comes with compensation. Yeah. Um, you know, salary, minimum wage, whatever, benefits, any of that. So where did all these people think... But what, what did they think was going to happen? That companies were just endless money pits that could just simply pay their employees more by forcing them to do so? I mean, I'm all for making what people are worth, too. You know, for a long time, people didn't make 
what they were worth. Correct. Um, you know, and sometimes it was even based on gender or, uh, you know, whatever. But for the most part, there are rules in place to combat that already. So when all these people were pushing for $15 minimum wage, seriously, what did they think was going to happen? That just McDonald's and Domino's and all these places were just going to open up and and just and and there would be no ramifications? Technology is a wonderful thing. Advances in yes, be. advances in technology have done tremendous things, made people's lives easier and so on and so forth. But one of the things that we've always seen with technology is when the corporate world has the ability to implement technology into its operations and save money, it will do so. And when the other side of the coin continues to rail that people need to get paid more money to do entry-level jobs, now, when you have certain situations that, that the cost of living goes up, yes, that makes complete and total sense. But when you're talking about positions that are going to get eliminated because you are looking to go too far outside of what the structure should be, you get driverless delivery systems. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KOA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max from Kennewick. What's up, Max? You have a good issue here. Uh, you know, it cuts both ways. Uh, a lot of jobs used to be you know, summer jobs, teenage jobs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, those all got eliminated in part by uh, people pushing for, as you've already mentioned, 15 bucks an hour to hand out French fries, making jobs that were never intended to be full-time employment, etc., into such. Uh and so, as you said, technology is implemented. Those jobs are just going to go away. So all you've done is cut your throat and eliminate jobs. It might have happened anyway, but it's going to happen a lot faster when you increase the cost of doing business for big business. On the other hand, uh, for years, the limiting factor for agriculture was water and labor, and once they got the water, they wanted the labor, and so what they do? They brought in the illegals who weren't going to complain, et cetera, et cetera. Now the illegals are complaining, or farm workers are complaining. What are they doing? They're putting in technology. They got apple packing machines in the uh, picking machines in the, in the on the launch pad. Uh, they've eliminated a lot of warehouse jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a complex equation, as you said, but it's also one that's not always used to the benefit of uh, the business environment or the the community as a whole. But that's life. You gotta you gotta move on. You've got to improve yourself and uh, invest in yourself. Get better skills. Low skilled jobs are going to go away, and we, that's why we don't need more illegal labor. We don't need more stoop labor in this country. That's all I got. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Max. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. But there's another element of this, too. I think people don't see. 
because you've got you've got people playing both sides of the coin on this. We'll talk about it when we get back. More of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, your calls and emails. 547-1610 is the number. 610KONA.com. You've also got the free mobile app through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Final few minutes, CBD American Shaman across from the Great Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Stop by, check out the 100% all-natural CBD products. Backed by the 100% 30-day money-back guarantee. All-natural CBD. They even put the lab results on their website so you can see how pure the products are. 100% all-natural CBD products at CBD American Shaman across from the Great Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Little Richie from Richmond. Uh... I love it when Max from Kenwick calls in. Hey, Max, I don't know him, but I love it when he calls in because I love what he has to say. But uh, the reason I call is I want to chime in with him. You know, these jobs uh, weren't created to uh, support people. And uh, they're not. I mean, they're not. And it keeps going up, and it affects the middle class like me and you guys and probably Max. And it also affects the employees. Because just because their wages went up doesn't mean the price of a hamburger goes up. So, I mean, you know, everything goes up when the price of unemployment, or not unemployment, but um, minimum wage goes up. So, I mean, the only thing, the only people that benefit from this is the uh, government for more higher taxes on these kids. Or adults, whichever it may work. Appreciate the call. Thanks for chiming in. Got an email from Mike in West Richland with Jones with the drones and AI trying to make our lives easier. I think people forgot what happened when Skynet went live. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for the call, or thanks for the email, Mike. Appreciate it. And from the free mobile app, the Google Play, the Apple Store, to answer Ed's question about people wanting to raise minimum wage, they were hoping the government would help them because they're entitled. Um, but but there's one side playing both sides on this, and that is the left. You see, the left claims that they stand for the working man, but the left actually benefits more from corporate America than the right does. And if you look at all the loopholes that exist in the tax code and everything else, it's the left that put a lot of those in place. They don't close the loopholes. They open the loopholes. Because when you look at the businesses that have benefited from these loopholes, where do they tend to donate? They tend to donate to Democrat politicians. So while they claim on one hand they're fighting for the working man to raise that wage, what they're actually doing is they're increasing the wage, causing mom and pop to have to eliminate workforce, putting more people on the government dole, meaning that more people are now relying on government money in order to survive, meaning that if those programs go away... Well, that could create a problem for those people, and therefore they get to put the fear in people that Republicans are going to take away their benefits, and guess what? They vote Democrat. At the same time, corporate America benefits because their profit line increases, because they're not employing as many people, and they get loopholes and so on and so forth. So one side plays both sides. It's intriguing the way that happens. It is. Just just to me, though, intriguing how that happens. But in all truth, we do need to get back to a day where we encouraged people to work, where we encouraged kids to enter the workforce, where we had jobs that were training jobs, that were entry-level jobs, that we were able to instill responsibility and accountability into the next generation. And right now, we're missing that step. 
We're missing that step where real-life experience is in play. That'll do it for the bottom line. Afternoon report with all your day's news coming up next.